Hello, this is Tina Todd, and you're listening to WRDW The Q. Today is actually Thursday, March 24th, and we are doing a second take. I apologize for the technical difficulties and user error on my part, but let's move forward. Today, I am joined by Richard Long. He's been with the company for almost four years, and in that time, he's been a driver, a dispatcher, a lead dispatcher, and now he's our terminal, at our, our terminal manager at our Theodore Terminal. Richard resides in Mobile, Alabama. Richard, thank you for joining me today. Why don't you start thank by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, Hannah, I grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina, Wrightsville Beach to be exact, and I used to hunt and fish over by where our terminal there is in Wilmington. I left there back in the late 80s, and I moved to Southern California uh, to where I did multiple different things. But I met my wife there, and we've been married 20 years. This April 19th, we have a 17-year-old son and a 12-year-old son. Uh, even though Mel and I have been married for 20 years, we've been together a lot longer than that. Um, with Melanie, it's interesting. She has a uh, dog boarding and sitting company, uh, and we are heavily involved with Baker High School here in Mobile, as our youngsters are both involved in the wrestling program and other sports there right now. That's really cool. I actually had the pleasure of recruiting Richard in 2018, so that makes today's podcast even more special for me personally. Um, Richard, can you tell everyone a little bit about how you came to RDW and in your current position? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I entered the trucking industry in 2015, so to a lot of you, I'm still green at this. Uh, yet, uh, I started with a, a company called Wally Sanders and drove all over the country for them, was a trainer for them. And I was looking to be closer to home here in Mobile, and I met uh, my boss, Jerry Busby, when he was at another company, and he told me I didn't have the experience to haul chemicals yet. So I gathered a little bit more experience, and then when he came here and started the chemical division for Robbie D. Wood, uh, I definitely uh, came back and saw him, and I was, I was actually the 12th driver hired for the Robbie D. Wood chemical division. Uh, started out that I was going to come here into the office, but we quickly found out that I didn't have the experience needed, uh, being that I hadn't hauled chemicals, had not hauled tankers before. So I went out on the road for almost two years, went to all the plants that we go to, and I never turned down a load, and I just kept going. And then the opportunity uh, presented itself again to come here uh, into the office, and uh, I was able to take that, and it, it afforded me a lot of great things and a, a lot of things for me to help Robbie D. Wood grow. Richard, you mentioned that you came in almost two years ago. I know you started in May of 2018, uh, and I believe you came into the office in February of 2020, which was right at the cusp of COVID-19 entering into the U.S. So that probably added an extra challenge for you, I would think. Something that was already stressful for me, uh, it yeah. did, uh, because here we had I uh, just came off the road and we were trying to be fair to all the drivers that here to first in first out for through COVID and as you know uh, the mobile terminal did very well we stayed above water uh, during the year of COVID uh, but I, I, I'd like to say that it was definitely a challenge and uh, I learned trial by fire what it was to be in really bad times of trucking and that has only uh, helped us grow as the industry has turned and we know how good things are right now for us. How long would you stay out as a truck driver? I would stay out 12 to 17 days on an average basis. Uh, there was a time where I had to tap out once. I'd been out almost a month when I first started because I told 
Uh, the guys here in the office just run me, run me, run me. I need to get experience. And uh, they did. And finally I tapped out and said I need to come home and mow my grass. And they let me do that. And then they sent me right back out. Uh, so on average, 12 to 17 days. Uh, I did, living here in Mobile, there was a lot of things to do in the Mobile area with different uh, shippers that we have here. So I didn't always go out of the road, but I did work almost every single day. Um, are there any locations or customers that you haven't seen at this point? There are, because we have taken on a lot of new business. Uh, so there's okay. there's quite a few that I haven't been to. Uh, in particular, something that we run quite often out of Contoma to Magnolia, Texas, I didn't go there. And we probably do eight to ten loads a week there, and we're able to work with our Houston terminal to keep our drivers and revenue flowing, uh, mm -hmm. so that they're not having to sit very long to wait for their next load. Nice. Uh, what would you say was the most challenging part of transitioning from inside the truck into the office? I had to remove myself from the driver mentality of taking care of myself from a safety standpoint, being on time and making sure that everything was done as it was expected uh, by our, our shippers and receivers to here in the office understanding there's a lot more that went on. Uh, every driver has their own specific uh, areas that they do like to go to. Uh, some of them go off all 48. Some of them like to be home a lot more often. And learning how to accommodate that and make it work for our drivers uh, was the hardest transition for me. I did learn right away uh, from Jerry Busby, that I'm nothing without a driver, uh, and it was my job to take care of a driver, and everything else would fall into place after that. Why don't you tell us the story about when you came into the office, what Jerry said about who would lose their job first? Well, Jerry Busby, when I was talking to him about coming to the office, he said, Richard, I'm not going to make any qualms about it. If we lose drivers because, or drivers threaten to leave or leave because of you, uh, you will be leaving first, and the driver will be staying. Uh, and he said, you could get back in the truck, but you're not going to put us in a position to where we don't have drivers and we're not satisfying their needs. And that is what really impacted me of what the importance of my position was. I love that. And I have to say that I think you've taken that attitude on and taken it to heart, and I know the rest of your office does as well because you guys have excellent um, – very low turnover and I appreciate everything that you do and so many of our other dispatchers and managers and office employees do to make sure that our drivers are satisfied and successful on the road. So thank you to you and thank you to Jerry for sharing that advice with you. And Hannah, you know, it's, it's not just Jerry and I. Janine is <laughs> amazing here in this office. Yes. Uh, we work hand in hand uh, having been here in the office while other people were working remotely, we right. developed such a fantastic relationship with each other uh, that we can finish each other's sentences. Uh, so it really works out well to have Janine here in the office. And she has grown so much and, uh, you know, has taken on a new role with us as well. Yes, um, she is incredible. I am very proud of her. She's always got a great attitude. And I love that she is growing her personal career with our company, too. I love to see drivers do that and others do that as well. All right, well, let's move on um, to some general discussion. Work count. Uh, we had a comment in the last couple of days about 
a driver from Houston said that people still aren't reporting issues on trailers. Uh, to that driver and to other drivers, you've got to let us know on the back end if that this is happening so that we can investigate specific instances and hold everyone accountable. Keep in mind that sometimes it's not necessarily the driver that has damaged equipment. It could be someone at the facility, maybe at a tank wash or a drop yard or even a customer site. Uh, but even still, if we know that the equipment is damaged, and, and guys, if you are dropping damaged equipment, it's not so much about you being in trouble. It's about making sure that the next person isn't punished. So let's just all be in communication with one another and making sure that our trailers are being utilized to the best of their ability. Is there anything you want to add on that, Richard? I do, Hannah. Uh, with that, uh, you know, we were short-staffed here in the shop a little bit, and I, I've done my best to help with maintenance. I'm, I, I can't make all the phone calls that people like Bruce Bennett and Gary here can, uh, mm -hmm. but I definitely have tried to assist. It's not always perfect, uh, but we're working hard to do that, and I think that with San Sarah and the daily vehicle inspection reports, that's assist assisting us. And it's not only about the safety uh, and the appearance of a trailer. It, it it is about the safety of that driver that's picking up that trailer that might not catch something. So we're, we're keeping them safe and other people that are out on these roads every single day safe. But and on top of that, when our equipment is looking good and operating properly, it keeps us at a premium carrier level, uh, which we definitely are to so many of our shippers. I agree. And uh, to reference Robbie Sr.'s podcast episode, as he mentioned, you know, we – our value, like Richard said, it's important to us that we look good. My husband always says, look good, play good. And if we look good, then that target on our back, as far as being a hazmat carrier, gets a little bit smaller when you drive past the DOT officer or when you run into that scale. Um, Pilot Flying J, we talked about that last week with the New Horizons Initiative. I wanted to clarify that that is specifically for current locations. Um, on the new locations, Robbie has been told that extended parking will be provided provided at each new location. And he was also told that over 30 facilities will be built in the coming future. So that will also help us as far as just having places to fuel, et cetera. And then on the love discussion last week, there is a correction on that as well. They actually met with Robbie and Brett yesterday, the 23rd versus last Wednesday. So I'm waiting to find out what Love has to say so that we can get you guys some feedback. But I just want to remind everyone that we are hearing what you have to say. We know that Love has some benefits that Pilot Blind J doesn't. But we, up until this point, Robbie and Brett feel like Pilot Blind J has been the most um, beneficial to the company financially as well as still offering good benefits and rewards to our drivers. Is there anything you want to add on that, Richard? Uh, with Robbie and, and Brett working on loves, I think that's just going to give our drivers more options when they're mm -hmm. out there on the road to help plan their trips more efficiently. Okay. On the weight loss competition, I'd like to start adding a healthy tip every week uh, just for anyone, but especially for those who are in the well worth the weight competition for weight loss. Um, one healthy tip for this week, limit sugar intake and remember that carbs turn into sugar. So, you know, if you're eating a bowl full of rice, you might feel like you're being healthy because it's rice and it doesn't maybe taste as good as that big piece of steak. But 
remember that that rice and any other kind of carb for that matter will eventually turn into sugar, uh, which isn't necessarily good energy long term. All right, safety reminders and updates. Hazmat Awareness Month for our company will continue into April, so it's more of like a, a season, so to speak. So keep turning in those inspections for additional bonuses. Uh, the bonus impact is increased if it's a hazmat inspection, and those inspections can be voluntary or involuntary. Uh, we just need a state inspection. And speaking of inspections, we have had several clean inspections this month in March, and Eddie reported that we have had zero hazmat violations this month. So to all of you, kudos. Please keep up the good work. Also, Richard, did you have anyone, anything you wanted to add about inspections? I did. Uh, in inspections, let's not forget that our logs are a big part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the first things that they look at. Uh, but as we're going to talk about in a little bit, we have spoken with Bruce, and we're going to have brake stars, lug nuts, and especially wheel seals. Uh, but I'd like to remind everybody, placards. Placards are so important uh, to us, and when we're at those shippers, we need to ask for a couple other placards uh, to carry along with us in case uh, some of them are damaged or blow off of our traders during ad adverse weather conditions. That's a great Great reminder, and also clips, too. If your trailer doesn't have enough clips or something like that or you want to keep some extras, the next time you run through a Robbie D. Wood shop, let us know. We can get you some clips for those um, placard holders as well. All right, quarter one safety training is due by April 1st. So please don't forget that there is infinity training that you have to do as part of the driver incentive bonus for quarter one. That includes some... Um, um, Infinity training that's just kind of out of the box, so to, off the shelf, so to speak. But then there's also a Robbie D. Wood specific hazmat FMCSA training that's on Infinity or Infinity, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, but both of those will be required by April 1st in order to receive your driver incentive bonus this quarter. So please don't forget about that. Richard, what do you have to say about that? Uh, with the driver incentive bonuses, I think it's so important because that's money that's just sitting out there for you. Uh, if you just take care of those portions of your position, Robert D. Wood has a great bonus program that you can earn over $4,000 a year on. And Sam, Sarah, just an update for you guys. Still no new news. Uh, we're waiting on the Samsung tablets to come in. Uh, but I will say that the, those who have already had a Samsung tablet installed, they're saying that Sam, Sarah is an excellent product for ELD, and they're really enjoying it. Richard, would you like to talk about any of the drivers there that are using Samsara? I, I definitely would. Uh, Samsara being a tablet, we're so used to having a phone in our hands, and there's an app that can go along with Samsara as well that's helping drivers uh, on that. But it's improved our ability to manage our, our daily logs on a, on a regular basis, and I've got a couple of drivers uh, that it's really, really worked out for. One of them is Dennis Walker. Uh, he has done a fantastic job to the point where Eddie and I were talking yesterday, and even though there's some hiccups with Samsara and the way it's reading and some transitions, uh, he has been flawless since he's had Samsara, as well as a driver we have named Dust Cloud. Uh, he knows who he is, George Jefferson. Uh, it has assisted him also. And the thing that I've really seen about this is it's not sacrificing any revenue uh, on drivers. Uh, that may have been in violation before this is actually helping them uh, and keeping them moving uh, probably better than what Omnitrax did with us. 
Most wonderful news. Yeah, Eddie actually mentioned that several of your drivers have had huge improvements with hours of service and just dispatch or mobile comm communications. So to Dennis and to George, I hope you're having a great Kudos to you for putting in the work and making those changes. I'm glad to hear about you. Maintenance, um, the FMCSA safety blitz is actually in May. So as Richard mentioned, Bruce Bennett would like to remind everyone to keep checking your lug nuts, tires, rims, and just be in pre preparation. Go ahead and put in some of that work within April. That way you're prepared for the safety blitz in May. Richard, uh, let's close out with a couple of questions. What did you love most, or what do you love most about working at Robbie D. Wood? I like the fact that it's a challenge every single day. It's new to me every day, and once I think that I know everything, something else pops up. Uh, I've learned that with it being a puzzle working on dispatch, uh, it's actually quite fun. But uh, I was also reminded again by Jerry Busby that I need to be playing chess, not checkers, because he was playing chess and looking three or four moves ahead, and I was playing checkers at the time looking at my next move. Uh, but that's uh, something I'm still working on. And the other thing I really like about it is just ensuring the future of Robbie D. Wood. The better job that I do and the more challenge that I put on myself and, and Janine here in the office, the better it is for us to grow, because that word of mouth going around right now uh, with our with our company and owner operators to bring other drivers on board is a direct reflection of these types of items. I agree. Uh, is there anyone else that you'd like to mention as far as shout outs or anything like that today's episode? There is, because when I like I mentioned when I started in the hazmat chemical division, I didn't have any experience, and my first trainer was uh, Henry Bubba Williams. And he's taught me a whole lot, uh, as well as Terry Jackson uh, helping me in some adverse situations on top of a trailer in rainy, cold weather one time, uh, learning how to handle some things up there safely. And then Craig McLeod, who was actually the first driver hired on the chemical division, he has always had his phone on for me uh, when I was a driver, and we still communicate every, every day. Uh, and I think the last thing I'd like to say is this. I don't want the drivers to forget that the best drivers and the most successful ones that we get are folks like this that are bringing other people in, recruiting them. They know what a Robbie D. Wood driver looks like, and that's just adding to what we have uh, to ensure our future and the revenue of all of our drivers. I totally agree, and I like the way you said that because finding a truck driver isn't very isn't as easy as finding someone who can drive a truck. So. Finding a Robbie D. Wood driver that's going to be successful, you guys and you ladies that are in our trucks and out there in the elements every day, you know what it takes, and you are the best recruiters that we have. That, and that's why our referral bonus is more than our sign-on bonus, and that's why our driver referrals are always the most successful and beneficial truck drivers that we have here. So I appreciate all of you continuing to look and help us find more people. I also uh, love that you mentioned Bubba and Terry and Craig. I have personal stories on each of them. I have a lot of respect for each of you gentlemen, and I hope that you're well today. Is there anything else, Richard? Yeah, I think that's covered a lot today. All right. Well, then that concludes this week's episode of WRDW to Q. Richard, thank you for coming on today. Uh, next well. week, 
Next week, I'll be joined by Trey Wood. Trey is currently our van division manager, and he's also been a driver, a mechanic, a shop foreman, and many other things along his career with WRDW, or excuse me, with RDW. If you have anything that you'd like for us to cover on next week's episode, I will add this caveat. Trey knows that he's going to be in the hot seat, so all the van drivers listening this week, please send me an email to hannah at robbydwood.com or drop a comment in this over the weekend onto Work Count. Hope everyone has a great day. Bye-bye.